Welcome to the Resco Radio Talk. Hello everyone, I'm Ivan Stanio, your Resco Radio Talk host. Today's episode is very special. I'm talking to Mr. Field Service and we're going to cover a lot. Yep, you got it. It's Ben Bomer. Hello, Ben. Welcome to the Resco Radio Talk episode. How are you this morning? I am phenomenal. Ivan, and you? Pretty good, despite it's uh, it's not even 9 a.m. where I am. But that's becoming a big normal, I guess. Uh, you, know, you know, the mornings... Hang on. I, I think most people have the wrong opinion of mornings, by the way, Ivan. What's your opinion on the morning, Ben? Nothing's gone wrong yet. Like, like you wake up, you get your cup of coffee, you eat your breakfast... I mean, that's like the, that's like the pinnacle of the day. From that point forth, it only can go downhill. <laughs> oh, I see how your days look like now. Okay, that's good to know. Well, at some point, I think you have, you're right, you're correct. Nothing really happened yet. All the good stuff, right? You know, all the good stuff or the bad stuff, whichever you want to look at it, has not happened yet. That's true. Clean start of a new day. I'll, I'll take it. Sounds good. Sounds good. Well, that's a nice start. So I'm glad we're talking in the morning. Uh, and you're supposed to be in a good mood and nothing happened. And everything that's going to happen in the next 25 minutes is going to be awesome. So we're starting your day on, a, on the right foot. I, I'm on a perfectly right foot here, sir. It, 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 awesome. So, Ben, I know you, I think, for about 10 years, give or take. Uh, I, I think there's a little more give there than there is take, by the way, Ivan. <laughs> fair enough, fair enough. I'm, I'm a giver. And uh, so are you? Yes. Good. And you've been in many, many positions throughout those 10 years. And the last two years, is that fair? Two years, you're heavily involved uh, with field service. It, believe it or not, you know, I, mean, I think we're getting old. It's actually been four. Four? Oh, boy. I, I, I started this job three and a half years ago. So, so I'm, I'm entering my kind of fourth, uh, fourth fiscal year at Microsoft in this role. And what's your role is, is exactly? Because I see you at every event I go to, and I don't <laughs> go to too many. If there's something that needs escalation, it's usually you there. And you're pretty much all over the place. So what's your role? Um, so if you think about Microsoft, we have a product development team on, on the right. We have a marketing team on the left. And then we have all our subsidiaries that kind of, um, that kind of go around. My job is to coordinate between marketing, R&D, and our subsidiaries to make sure that we have a, a successful path forward. Um, it is kind of, it's kind of what my, uh, my, my role is. Um, so I look after mainly the commercialization. So it includes everything from, you know, customer escalations, which you mentioned partner escalations, uh, strategic customers, um, are, are, you know, helping set up our demo systems, providing demo scripts, uh, providing content for, for our, our slide decks. Basically I'm the voice of our customers in field into our other organizations that might build content for them. Easy, simple life. I like it. Yeah, it, it, it takes no time at all to do. I got you know two hours of work a day, and I, and I get to play golf uh, 
you know, 12 hours a day. It's, it's awesome. Yeah, man. I'm, I'm sure everybody's envious. I know I am. <laughs> well, you know, I, I bought a bike, but I didn't ride it. So, you know, it, 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 there's that. A tricy- tricycle or whatever they call it. Oh, man, if I had a tricycle, it, it would be it would it would be V8 powered. I would not have a tricycle. My fat backs, I would, would pedal. It, it would it would have a, a uh, I saw one the other day that had an Audi 4.2 engine in it. I would probably do something like that. Oh, yeah, you were the car, man. I forgot almost. Oh, see, 30 seconds in and you, you remembered already. Yeah, yeah, it's all coming back to me. Sounds yeah. cool. So interesting. So you're. I think it's really fair to say that you're involved in so many different areas of field service, working with customers, partners, internal teams, product teams, like you're really kind of the center point for field service within Microsoft, right? I do a lot of stuff with field service at Microsoft. Yep. Awesome. So how is Microsoft Dynamics 365 field service doing overall? Are you doing great? Uh, I, I would say great would be an understatement. Okay. Uh, Excellent. Excellent would be a would be a you know awesome is another great one I like to use. Um, I, I, it is, um, it is a phenomenal. It's, it's been a phenomenal run. I mean, you look at when we took and I took out the product a couple of years ago to now. It's been an awesome run. Uh, this past year, um, you know, we've had great revenue growth, great monthly active usage growth. Um, you know, awesome new functionality customers are loving. Uh, so, so on the, on the whole, I think field service is, is definitely, um, in a very good place. And you look at a lot of the customers that are adopting it. Um, they're very large name brand companies. And so it's been a very cool journey, um, seeing the product get adopted, uh, globally. Mm-hmm. Fantastic news and congratulations. Can we, can we share the latest news from our friends at Gartner? So, so. Uh, t- today's Wednesday, so the answer is yes. Uh, so we just made it up into the um, uh, the, the, the so-called uh, magic quadrant. So so we made it kind of up and up up into the 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 leaders quadrant, which is kind of the uh, the top right hand corner quadrant there, um, which is a is a phenomenal thing to have happen. Um, last year we were kind of on the border of of uh, visionaries and leaders. And this year, we're, we're, we're well into the leader's quadrant um, for for field service. Magical. Congratulations. It is very – I am ecstatic at how the team did. You know, I mean, it was – again, part of this is personal pride. Um, it, it, it Gartner rewarded us really for two things. One was customer references, and the second was sales execution. Um so we have happy customers and, and we're doing a good job with the product from a sales Sounds perspective. like you might have been involved in one of those. I, I might, have, might have been involved in one of those two things or both of those things possibly. Um, but, but it's really, um, it, it's really validation that what we're doing and what the market's looking for is what we're offering. Mm-hmm. Yeah, true. And I mean, I'm seeing it firsthand from pretty much almost the, first row seat. So it, it's great to see how, how much you're doing with the product, with the sales and, and see that global f- footprint that, that you're getting uh, through all the activities. So, so well-deserved, well done. Yeah. Uh, I think we can't really not talk about mobility since Resco is a mobile company and you're Mr. Field Service. <laughs> 
I think there's everybody's waiting for that part of the conversation here. So tell us, what's the official story with the field service mobile now? Well, in, so I think it's, it's it's important to kind of when I think about let's talk about Resco, right? Resco Resco to me right now is two things. You're an ISV partner, develops a solution that our customers can buy to, to augment their, their their solutions. Resco is also an OEM, so we OEM some technologies from Resco, blend with some technology from Microsoft, and, and and that's what customers end up using is Field Service Mobile, powered by Resco, but it's it's a Microsoft OEM. Um, as you're probably aware, um, how to put this the right way, we've had I would say fits and starts on mobility over the years. Um, I just found a CRM 2011 deck talking about our our snazzy mobile offline client that was uh, going to do all these cool things that that never really kind of kind of lived. I blame Grish for that, by the way, and Rich. Um, <laughs> oh boy! Um, uh, by the way, just listening, uh, there's two program managers who really spearheaded uh, what we now know as Unified Interface. Um, that, that are phenomenal people that uh, I love teasing a little bit and, and, and mobile offline in 2011 was one of their, their babies. Uh, so I think, you know, the power apps player, if you will, the power apps, you know, model driven player um, is finally getting to a maturity place where field service can use it. And so what we just did in, in May, so it feels like, feel, by the way, the quarantine may see, doesn't seem like it was two months ago, but two months ago, May, um, you know, we uh, uh, two months ago in May we um, we released uh, Field Service Mobile, which is a, which is a power app version of Field Service Mobile, um, and it's gotten very good reception from customers and partners. Uh, I would tell people to check out aka.ms forward slash fsm features because there's a very clear guidance, very clear direction, a feature list of what the current mobile client has, what the PowerApps mobile client has, and where you should where you should deploy one versus the other. Mm -hmm. So how's that for an official uh, uh, line? So I can tell you spend a lot of time talking to different customers and partners because you're so smooth now. <laughs> <laughs> Look, I mean... We, we, you know, we've known that, you know, internally baked Microsoft stuff is what's going to, you know, that, that that's how Microsoft's born, born and raised. I, I do think that, you know, Field Service Mobile, um, the, the one powered by Resco, uh, by, you'll hear me call it the Xamarin client, by the way. That's that's my internal name for it. So, because, oh, you, you know, if you use the R word in front of me, in front of a customer, it, it kind of... Uh, Describing our technology, I get a little, a little bit upset. Um, I do think that, that, that you know that client still has some. If you're doing, if you need offline by default, if you need complex uh, sync filters, that's still the client of choice. Um, as a matter of fact, our documentation is very clear. If you're doing a deployment right now, you know, deploy on that client. Um, you know, we've got basically two more years of supportability. So, so deploy that client now and, and look at and, and, and continue to monitor and engage how we're doing with, with the, uh, the power app version. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And that's fair. I think the way I look at it, it's, uh, 
of course, given the two-year period, right, uh, that we have ahead of ourselves. Uh, to me, it almost sounds like if you need a client for, let's say, a lighter use, have a look at the power-up-based one. If you need something that needs to be very robust and kind of like your only tool when you're out in the tool, look at the Zemarine client. <laughs> I, again, I, I, my phraseology is a little different. If if you need offline by default, you know the 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 the, the current client is the one to go with. If you need robust sync filters, those, those are the two big things I see personally are robust sync filters. So I want to go out and visit a client site. Give me all the work orders for that client, plus give me all the client's assets, plus all the client's contacts and 14 other bits of data and pull them all over at the same time. Mm -hmm. um, the current mobile offline client power version doesn't have that. It, it, it's the sync filters are the, the work orders, the client, you know, basically everything attached to the work order can, can get synced down. So the sync filters in the current version for me, um, again, I have some customers and you and I both know some customers that have stretched the, the bounds of sync filters to the end. Um, and I have some customers who barely know sync filters exist. Mm -hmm. So, so I, I, I would look at, you know, is it offline by default? And then is it, is it, is it, um, you know, do the sync filters need to be complicated, which I would, you know, then done to done has lend towards, um, a more robust use case versus kind of a, you know, I need offline because I go into a building that does have Wi-Fi as opposed to I need offline. Cause I'm, I was talking to a client the other day who, was offline on average two weeks out of the month. Like they didn't connect to any internet for two weeks, which mm -hmm. kind of struck me as, again, I, my phone, I couldn't, I couldn't see not, not, not being connected to the internet for more than a few minutes. So it, it's a, it's a definitely an interesting place. It is. Yeah. There are some use cases and, and we, we know them as well, where like the customers have such heavy offline needs and challenges that it's it's tough for them to connect for a couple of days which yeah it sounds like not even from this world but yeah makes sense cool i think this is really really clear now at least to me so hopefully to the listeners too so let's move on a little bit and i know or i think that the success of field service couldn't happen without the partners right that's how microsoft's business model works you have the partners to rely on well, and we have different kinds of partners too. I think most people all yeah. assume partners equals an SI, and partners can be an SI, they can be an ISV. Um, we're even a lot of a lot of conversations where we're using Azure partners that know machine learning models and AI models and and, and IoT coming in and helping with field service. So, so the partners are, you know, partners for me are kind of a broader conversation than most of our most of our. Uh, 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 partners think about mm -hmm. yeah different different roles that makes sense so who are the best failed service partners <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's a, question, huh? well i mean it, what i would tell we don't we don't have to tell names right but what are the the critical qualities or capabilities of partners who do really well because when i look at field service it's not just knowing i don't know how to set up the, the 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 dynamics field service and how to configure work orders and stuff like that, right? It's just so much broader. 
as you said, it's it's IoT, it's mobility, it's uh, it's so many things that need to work in sync. So let, let me. Um, so, so I'll tell you a favorite story of mine. Uh, about a year and a half ago, I got a, I got a call from a from a partner, just shooing my backside up about um, uh, about Woodford. Believe it or not, of all things. And at the end of the conversation, I'm like, so who in your team is certified? The liquid Woodford? No, no, no. The the, the, the software Woodford. Um, you know, they, they literally chewed me up about how much this mobile client was 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 god awful. And I replied back, like, so who in your team certified? And they went, well, Susie here is really the project. She just got certified in customer service. I'm like, customer service isn't field service. Field service is its own thing. Um, and so for me, it's really important to understand that um, that field service is its own thing. It's an operational CRM system. Because if you look at the partners who are the best luck with it, um, they've been the partners that are used to kind of doing, they, don't, they weren't doing, I'm going to call it foofy CRM. They were doing operational CRM. And that's really where, where, where the partners we've had had the best luck. And understand um, much like an accounting system, how to how to maneuver the system to have it make sense because it's it's closer to, to to that than it would be to a uh, to a standard SFA type of deployment for most most customers. Mm -hmm. um, and but yeah, the nice thing is we have a robust partner ecosystem. You know, if you look at the partner growth, um, our partners have have grown dramatically in field service. And, and I think there's there's a lot more now than there was um, three and a half years ago. And the ones that are doing are very happy and profitable. Yeah. 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 To, to me, it really sounds like they need to have a lot of hats and know what they're what they're doing, right? To be I, successful. I, I, again, I tell every customer, I was just, I'm just on a customer call last week and they were looking at two different partners and like, which partner should I pick? And my advice was, which partner gave you the best references? Mm -hmm. They're like, what do you mean? I said, which partner has, you know, by, I knew both partners, but which partner, which partner gave you the best customer recommendations you could actually call and talk to? And relate to, yeah. And relate to, because it's, it's you know, it's amazing how people say, oh, we do that. But the actuality is they don't do that. They, 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 it's one of the 9,000 services they offer, not, not one of the main services they offer. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And that's a good good advice, I think, for all the customers, like right, looking for the right partner. Tell me what you did and who you did it with or for. Correct. Makes sense. Makes sense. Good. Uh, what's your take on the outcome-based field service? Is this the future of field service, or is it just going to be a future for a select few? Well, so so a few things. I, I think. There, there is definitely a change from cost center field service to profit center field service to outcome. Um, now, what you're seeing right now is you're seeing a lot of second, third, and fourth place players taking outcome driven up. If you're in first place, you're not doing outcome driven. You, you, you're really waiting to, to see how everybody else goes. But, but what has changed, though, is that 65% of the marketplace today is either outcome driven or profit center motivated. And if they're profit center motivated, the customer experience matters. 
which means SLAs matter, which means notifications matter, which means you've got to put field service in the context of your customer journey or you're stuck. Mm -hmm. So are we there yet with Microsoft Dynamics 365 field service? Well, field service is an enabler. The product mm -hmm. is an enabler to, to what your business model is. And yes, field service helps enable those type conversations because it ties into the broader customer journey. Mm -hmm. um, you know, because again, if you look today, I, you know, a lot of my customers um, might be props and, you know, they only look at if a tech goes out, you know, every, every phone call that comes in the call center results in a tech going out. Why? Because they, they create their value from a technician being dispatched. Mm -hmm. An outcome driven world, who cares whether you're on site or on, on the phone? Who, just get my problem resolved. Um, and you also see, I think, you know, I think the, 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 the recent, um, well, recent, the, still, I live in Florida, so still ongoing pandemic here um, <laughs> has, has made it, meant that getting out in a lot of job sites is impossible. So we're seeing a lot more adoption of mixed reality, things like remote assist that help drive um, uh, uh, adoption of outcome driven. Because all of a sudden, if you can't get a technician out there, you can't charge for that technician's time, then you got to mm -hmm. do something else, which is, which is, which is then outcome driven. Yep. Yep. Good point. So are you at, ahead of the pack? I, I, I definitely think we're ahead of the pack. Um, you I know, think so too. If you look at the number of field service providers that have customer service and field service, customer field service, SFA and field service, you know, if you put IoT and mixed reality in there, Microsoft's a party of one. Mm -hmm. So, so for me, that's a that's a great place to be. Yep, I agree. Cool. So, last point: the future. How does the future looks like for field service? Where are we heading? How's the product? How's the technology? How the experience is going to look like in, I don't know, three years, five years from now? Well, I, 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 you're going to see the release notes. The release notes got published about, uh, about an hour and a half ago. So everybody who's interested can go pull the release notes down and see the next six months. Um, I think as a business field service, um, is going to have to undergo a, another kind of massive growth spurt. Mm -hmm. We've definitely seen that in, in the last uh, in, in the last uh, last three four months, you know. Um, and I think you're going to see a couple more growth spurts happen. I, I think you know the thing I, I'm looking at it seeing is I'm seeing a couple of things. I'm seeing one is um, uh, you know, time to value. A lot of our partners, for example, are very used to doing kind of big bang projects. They, they, they call it agile, but it's really, it's really waterfall with an agile, you know, lipstick on it. Um, but it's, it's the same thing. You know, what I see happening here is, is a lot more point projects being done. We're coming and solve one of my, you know, I, I was talking, I was actually talking to Sean Tabor yesterday from Hitachi and, and, and my conversation with Sean was, you go, if you go to the emergency room, you're having a heart attack, a broken arm, and a broken leg. What do they fix first? You know, they, they, they don't work on their, your broken arm, broken leg, and then work on your heart. They, they, they work on, they get your heart getting going good, and then they work on your broken arm, broken leg. Um, and so I think what, what we're seeing, at least with field service, I'm seeing a lot of customers say, I have this exact pain point. 
got I got a customer I'm working with right now where their pain point right now is only um, scheduling. They're doing zero work orders. Mm-hmm. It's just where are my resources? What are they doing? How are they doing it? How can I get access to them? And I've got other customers who all they're working on is you know inspections or all they're working on is routing. And so so I would say, I think the next couple of years is going to be a lot more decomposition of apps where the customers are going to say, I don't want to wait 18 months for deployment. I need an app that does this, give it to me now, and I'm going to grow into something else. So from a technology perspective, I see that from a, from a business perspective, um, I think you're going to continue to see blending of customer service and field service because there's got to be that blend there. Uh, I think you're going to start seeing um, more marketplace of vendors. We, you know, we've had that for a while. We've been talking about that for, you know, since dinosaurs are on the earth. But I really think we're going to start seeing a lot more bit pieces. The, you know, you know, how do I get my parts out of my job site? How do I get, you know, how do I do things a little bit differently? So I think we're going to start seeing a lot more, you know, kind of marketplace vendors, but in, in, in a smaller we're not going to outsource the entire job to you, Ivan. We're going to say, Ivan, would you drive your your bike to the job site and deliver these parts for me? Um, and I don't know if you ever seen the movie uh, Better Off Dead, but scream, I want my two dollars right after that. Um, if you haven't seen that movie, you got to okay. No, no, oh. no. Unfortunately, okay. Put that on your movie watching. Better Off Dead. Um, no TV uh, at home. Uh, uh, you got to watch that. Um, and so I think that, that, that you know, technology-wise and business-wise, I think, you know, there, there, there's more convergence here. I think there's also mm-hmm. a – there's also industry consolidation. I mean, if you look at the – you look at the other marketplace, you look at customer service, you look at you look at Salesforce automation, we're really down to a handful of players. Um, in field service, there's still lots and lots and lots of players, especially in the small mid-market. I think you're going to see a consolidation of those players um, uh, very shortly um, Mm -hmm. across the board. Yeah. It's an important market and growing, huh? It is. Yeah. Very cool. Well, we'll see what's going to happen in three to five years. I'll call you back in three years and see uh, what's come to uh, fruition and whatnot out of your predictions. Sounds good. Well, as long as it's better than my stock predictions, we'll probably be probably be okay. <laughs> uh, let me guess, they took a nosedive recently. Well, cool. I think uh, that this was really good, Ben. Uh, I learned a lot of new stuff. Oh, one one last thing. I listened to a virtual conference where you were, and one thing that really really got me cracking when you said that a great skill of a field service technician is his or hers availability. No, 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 no. Availability is not a skill set. <laughs> uh, that, that, yeah. Uh, I mean, again, um, if you look at the, the numbers, uh, the industry average for, for TSI is 74% of tickets get, get handled the first, the first call. Mm-hmm. And if you don't fix it the first call, it takes on average 1.5 more visits to get the second, to get it fixed. And so if you do the math here, and I'm not very good at math, but if you do the math, that means 40% of your call of your work order volume is handling first time fixes. That you didn't, you didn't you know, handling follow-ups for those first time fixes you didn't do right. And so if you get the right person out there doing the right tasks with the right tools, 
you know, you can increase that. So even if you only increase that from 75%, 74% to 80%, a 6% increase, which isn't a whole lot. If you're a 500 person field service organization, that's a $2 million problem you just solved. Mm -hmm. And so I don't know about you, but 2 million bucks, I mean, that, that's a very real amount of money. And so it is, it is. And so, so, so that for me is, is a, is a great, um, is a great thing to show and a great, in a great way to look at, you know, why you should have availability as a skill set. Yeah. Good point. I'm glad, I'm glad we cleared that one up. <laughs> I, but I it made me smile that. a little bit when I heard it. You say it was fun. Cool. Ben, thanks a lot for joining me this morning. It was uh, it was a pleasure to enjoy a cup of coffee with you virtually, of course. You as well, my friend. I wish you a lovely summer and look forward to talking to you soon. Thanks for having me on. I appreciate it. Yeah, have a great day.